What's happening, weirdos? This is uh, Gerard Carmichael, who directed Drew Michael's uh, HBO special called Drew Michael and Drew Michael. Uh, chatting together. I don't know if you've seen this um, stand-up special. To say that it was shot without an audience is um, shortchanging just how incredible it is. I thought it was really, really funny, really, really interesting. And as I mentioned in the podcast, I watched half of it. I had to go somewhere and I really felt like compelled to finish it, not just to hear the material, but to see how it finished um, like a story. And I was really, really glad that I did. It's incredible. Drew is incredible. Gerard did an incredible job with it. They're both awesome. I'm just going to keep saying incredible people. And it was really fun to talk to them about art and not worrying about what people think and all that sort of stuff. So as I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. You should check out the special if you're inclined. If you haven't, I think you'll still understand um, the conversation because we're really just talking about creativity and art. And it it was very inspiring. A very good chat that I'm happy to share with you guys. Um, a couple tour dates. I, I believe tickets are still available for San Francisco. I'm going to be at Cobb's Comedy Club the weekend of October 25th. And then Portland, I'm going to be at Portland, Oregon. I'm going to be at the Aladdin Theater November 2 and 3. 3 is sold out, but I think 2 might still have some tickets left over. And November 14th and December 12th are my next two Living at Largo dates. Those are always incredible always my favorite shows, a highlight of the month, every month for me, and it always means a lot when weirdos can come out. So hopefully you can make it to that. Uh, certainly is always a good time. Why do I feel like I'm forgetting something? Um, you did the special taping? Yeah. I guess a ba- there's no baby update. Everything's good. Is there Largo or something? I plugged Largo. I plugged Largo. <laughs> just, now you just, ah, Pete's Picks. Yeah, no, I was going to remember those. Pete's Picks. Man, I'm loaded up on Pete's Picks because I was writing today. I'm trying to finish my book. My deadline is mid-November. So I've been working on that every day and my regimen uh, relies heavily on Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain, as you guys know, is a nootropic. It's earth-grown ingredients for your noodle. Helps you with concentration, memory, focus. It's not a stimulant. It's not like caffeine. It doesn't get you all pepped up. It just gives your brain the nutrients it needs to operate at an optimum level. I swear by it before a podcast, before stand-up, before writing, before I go out just to have a good conversation, I always take two or three Alpha Brain 15 minutes beforehand. And you can really feel the difference, but not in that jittery sort of coffee way, just in a... In fact, I take it before bed because it gives me tripped out dreams, which I love. Um, and I want you guys to try it. Go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com slash weird. You'll see other products on there as well. Their MCT oil, other things of that nature. Wonderful stuff, and you get 10% off just by going to that website and show your support of this podcast. Love Alpha Brain. Swear by Alpha Brain. Also, love in Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web is a hemp oil, but it's made from uh, but it's made from the hemp plant. But they use science. <laughs> they use science to remove the THC. THC is what gets you stoned or high, and they leave the CBD, which is just the body and brain beneficial component of the plant which is a wonderful alternative for me to uh, taking Advil for a headache. I take it for headaches. I, take it, I, I use the um, ointments for um, body aches, pains in my shoulders and back. Man, I love the body. Uh, what, why am I forgetting what it's called? It's called like an ointment or something. Balm, balm, also a type of weather. Uh, the bombs are amazing. Uh, but the basic, what am I doing? I'm blanking on the Pete's picks here. <laughs> I was doing okay? Well, I always like to say this is what it does for me, 
anecdotally speaking, is it helps me with anxiety, helps me with stress, helps me to smile a little bit quicker, a little bit more easily. It gives me a healthy, happy glow that I swear by that as I'm demonstrating now, is hard to put into words, which is why I want people to try it. Um, I like the Everyday Advanced flavor, mint, mint chocolate, Everyday Advanced variety. Um, and you go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code keep it crispy you get 10% off any of the products that you see there it is wonderful get into it and try it and today's a MeUndies day what MeUndies am I wearing oh they're like New Year's themed (laughs) I was wearing Halloween ones because I'm a member of their subscription service which means I get cool undies sent to me every month which is one of the things that I encourage you guys to do. I don't know if you know this, but I did an overhaul of my underwear. I was like, I'm a grown man. I noticed that, I don't know if you know this, it's a hot topic on the streets, but I I was just tired of putting on ill-fitting, baggy, not fun underwear. So I heard about MeUndies on other podcasts and I did a complete overhaul, both me and Val got 100% MeUndies and I love it. You can get fun seasonal prints like Halloween or I'm wearing New Year's, even though it's, what month is that? Man, we're tired. October. October. Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out with the Halloween prints <laughs> uh, with jack-o'-lanterns and they have fun like fake gold ones for pirates and I really enjoy it. They also have lounge pants that are made from the same micro-modal fabric as the undies and the, and the undies are made from like the softest, most amazing fabric that you can imagine. It's three times softer than cotton. And when you use the membership, you get all of this stuff, the lounge pants, the tees, the undies, the socks, the bralettes. You want a bralette? Get a bralette. Everything MeUndies makes for less than anyone else when you're a member. Special member pricing is just one of the many perks of joining the membership. I love these uh, underwearses. They're the softest ones I've ever owned, the best-fitting onesies I've ever owned, and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You're going to come to love them, but if you're not into it, MeUndies will do whatever they can do to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, keep them, and they'll refund you. It's really risk-free to try the best underwear ever. So MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, when you purchase any MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. That's a no-brainer. 15% off the most comfortable undies you'll ever put on. All you have to do is go to MeUndies.com slash weird, buy some underwear, show your support of this show, and do your booty a favor. MeUndies.com slash weird. Yeah, we did it. I'm more tired than I realized I was. No, I made up do your booty a favor. They should, I should be like compensated <laughs> as a copywriter. I'll let, while we're watching so much Mad Men, I'm like, Peggy got no money for writing those Belgio Lee lipstick lines. And I feel like her right now when I say, do your booty a favor. I'm just kidding. Show your, show your booty some love. Try some MeUndies, try some Charlotte's Web, try some uh, Alpha Brain. Those are wonderful products and you'll show your support of the show. And hope to see you in San Francisco or Portland or here in Los Angeles. And check out Drew Michael if you haven't already. Um, and enjoy this conversation we got, we had with these two crazy cats. Valerie? Get into it! Oh, I woke up the baby. <laughs> oh, my God. She woke up the baby with a get into it. Okay, she's back to sleep. Enjoy. Have crisis <laughs> every day. Oh, what crisis? 
Something with little rail. I call him little rail. Something with little. Yeah, uh, if only the problems were as small as. The what day. was it? Can you say? No, it's just a lot of like. What's your life? The creative thing that costs money, and then you get production gets behind, and then the studio. What show? For yeah, well, for Rel? yeah, 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 Rel, Rel's. Because you're with. Was your show on Fox? No, it was on NBC. So it was a. Uh, oh, I brought water. You have. Do you want more water? No, this is really nice. You have filtered water. This is great. Oh, there I am. Yeah, it's working. Is this tea? Or are you guys That's doing a little? Tea. Would you like tea? No, it just seemed like a little madman. I was like, are <laughs> That's we, what I thought. Are we doing whiskey? Is like at this hour. So hey, you wait. At a, you're it's, wait. It's nice to see you. How are you're, you? You're a dad. I'm a dad, man. Bro, congrats. Thank you very, very much. Congratulations. It's Thank like, wait, you. how wait, how old now? She's a, she's uh, 12 days today. You know what I said on stage last night right that I thought before, was funny? It was right before then. I go, she's, yeah, I did a set last night. I go, she's 12 days tomorrow, which I think is so funny to like so do it one day later. Just tomorrow. And just no a, one laughed. I thought that was so funny. Just to like, you round know, you're up like, to I'm 12. Th- I'm 30 tomorrow. Yeah, just to round up to 12. Exactly. Like it's a, the most, one of the most important. And then I said, we're, we've bought. We've bought. That we've works. bought so works. many birthday cakes. We have to get her a birthday cake every day because she's doubling in age. So every, well, did di- you, not I bought, as a rule, I buy a birthday cake at the birth of all of my nieces and my nephew. For you? Yeah, no, for, for them. you know, it's their only actual birthday. Wait, what do you mean? I, br- I bring a cake. For them? For them. For children? For, in, like, <laughs> basically uh, uh, just like half-formed, whiny, cry, whatever those things are. For uh, them, yeah. Oh, you're saying you're buying them for little things that don't know that they're getting a cake? Yeah, they have no idea. But it's, it matters. Yeah, it really matters. It, it, really matters. I, it matters for it, photos. Yeah, yeah. Later they'll see photos and yeah, go. Yeah, like, oh, I had a birthday. Before cake. Gerard disappeared to South America, I had a he loved you very much. Cake. <laughs> that's, I don't that's know why the I think you're adventurous enough that you might disappear to South. America. I actually, I could see that happening. If you did you test, disappear test. somewhere, <clears throat> where would you go? Which uh, one? Are you, is this you, Drew? I don't know. Uh, is that turning? Uh, Drew's two. Two. Yeah, it's weird. not a bit. I was just watching your special again, and you talk about your, your hearing thing. Oh, right. So yeah. I can, I'm not being funny. I can crank this. <laughs> I, I'm being so sensitive. Well, that's not I funny. I just want you to, way. I know, it's not, it's not funny, but I don't want you to think I'm kidding It isn't you. a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not breaking your balls. I can it's turn funny. this up all the way. Well, right. I go, hey, we can turn the volume up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, that's not funny. Like, no, I, no, In no way was that a joke. That placenta. Is that's the word I was, tr- I got stuck on placenta. Placenta? Because I was saying they're basically still placenta. Never mind. Oh my god! Oh, the baby. Yeah. When they're yeah, and I and I blanked on the word placenta. And I mean, it, was a weird it doesn't pulse. come up often. People don't know what an epidural is. Yeah, that it's the I one was where surprised. you can, can you shot your spine. Yes, yeah, like, the shot. They at least know. Like I had heard that it was like this shot that you have to sign a waiver because you could get paralyzed. Yeah, I didn't right. know. Here's the what I'm finding out as, as a stand-up is when you say you're having a baby, you had a baby. Mm-hmm. Like I could be wrong. But I feel like 80% of the audience sort of turns on you. Like, they don't care. I, oh, I, like you they're young. It depends on the room. It depends on the room. Yeah. I need to, like, open for Martin Short or something. Like, they would love it. <laughs> but, like, if I, I was at the store last night and you think it's going to be one thing. Yeah. And I swear, you know, we pick up on frequencies and I'm picking up on this, like, I, I make fun of people that try and scare people. 
that are having kids. Yeah. And I realize I'm making fun of them. You know what I mean? Like they're the well, people I think, that are yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I think your audience probably skews younger, but like I, I, I think Chris Rock said it. He was like, as you as you go on, he's like, the audience has kids. Like yeah. when you get out into like the general public, uh, you know, outside of like right. the cool whatever the fuck, it's like just people who want to like Jim Gaffigan. Most crowd people, have, and, yeah. And you know, you Louis got a lot of his, you know, sort of. Um, he was the dad, right? Yeah, because was... people were like, "Yeah, fuck my kid" and all that stuff. Like they lived through him, <laughs> and then they have to now think back on if that was okay. Somebody said that Louis' audience is like. You know, before all the stuff went down, was just like a bunch of all the stuff. That's how I say it. Before all the stuff went down, I don't know what to say. I wanted, I want an ability to make a point without stopping for forty five minutes. You know what I I mean? You you don't have to. But I just want you to know that I know who I'm talking about. Like I referenced the Cosby Show the other day with no hint of like I was like, yeah, just did it. I just referenced. I was like, well, it was still a good story. Which, you want, well, you mean when you went and visited him? Well, I was saying, no, the Cosby... Do you still carry the quarter? No, Willie used it to get on the bus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Who's well, Willie? My friend Willie. We don't know Willie. You Willie. Can't say Willie. <laughs> oh, Willie? Willie. Willie did that. Yeah. It's typical Willie. Also, yeah, I'm just going to Willie Hunter, he's a friend of okay. mine. He uh, co-created Carmichael with me. Uh, and you gave and him he, the, the Cosby quarter. No, I didn't quarter. give him the Cosby quarter. He just took it. He didn't even get on the bus and he saw a quarter. What was it doing outside of your podcast? For people that don't know what we're talking about, Gerard, last time you did this podcast, years and years ago. Oh, that's right. You talked about your Cosby quarter. Oh, man. And you took it from Bill Cosby's yeah, yeah. house with his heated leather floors. Yeah, the world took it back. And the world... <laughs> As it turned out, it wasn't the lucky quarter. What was it doing out of your pocket that Willie took it? That's yeah, that was. I mean, I didn't just like you empty your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. I don't empty my pockets to shower. You don't empty your, what was this po- quarter every, doing out every, of your pocket? Every night I empty my pockets, and it's, it's you like do? it's like Dennis the Menace. It's just like all it's like a. Do you change your pants every day? Yeah. I, well, I don't even if I wear them again, I will take them off. I, yeah, you take them off. I'm so not, you don't I, take I, stuff out of your pocket. I take everything out of my pockets the before. I like take you'll my keep pants your wallet off. and everything just in that's, the jeans. That's where I know them. where it is. Oh, okay. I got that's set lists, a pen, and my where, wallet. Wait, so do you have different pants for different objects? That would be great. No, <laughs> where's my wallet pants? I'll wear a pair of pants four <laughs> days in a row. Pants. <laughs> this is this is my gum pants. This is my gun pants. Gum. <laughs> G- gum. Oh, I heard. I you. could turn you up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How dare you call back my polite offer to turn your cans up? Um, well, hey, Katie. Yeah, acknowledge the Katie. I miss Katie. I used to see you a lot, and then I don't see you anymore. Yeah, how you been? <laughs> I miss Katie. Katie is always the best. I know. I and Scout has grown. I know. Now, now we have so much more going on. Well, I saw you at Largo, and yeah. I text or no, I emailed you, Drew. I don't have your number, but I emailed you, and was surprised it was the same email. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Surprised it was the same like from You're, before. It was like I hadn't emailed you in years, and it was just sort of was like, like oh, still. Like, people change. Be, e- I, I guess yeah. I could. I don't want to. I don't want to give a hint to your email as to why I thought it was an old email. Oh, because it's yeah. No, it, I, it bothers me. Early, it bothers me. It has me. an early feel. It definitely does. <laughs> oh, wait, but I can't. Wait. There's it, no way it, to go. Wait, is it Hotmail or something? No, no, no. no it's a Gmail account. Uh. 
But it includes a word that it, sucks. It, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It has like a describing word in it that oh. reads, I just started, <laughs> oh, and I want people no, to know, I, you know what, what I, I am. Exactly and at the time, I probably could have picked something different, but I was too stupid, and now it's way too late. Yeah. I would have to be Drew Michael like 4,060. Yeah, like yeah. It would not be good. I, yeah. I, I remember I, got a, I switched email addresses, and I don't even send out an alert. I don't send out an alert. I, I'm next time I change phone numbers. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna let the chips fall. I'm just, just gonna, gonna start over. Yeah, I'm just gonna start over. I'm yeah. gonna run into people. I'm no, that's like, beautiful. Oh yeah, change, I'm just gonna. Start it's over. it's like uh, Serendipity or, or that movie where you're just like, if I'm meant to see that girl again, I'll yeah, see her. I'll, exactly. Yeah. Just let it Why go. Why am I letting these? Why like, am I trying to hold on? Friends? I gotta email my you know ninth grade teacher that I reconnected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I've, I've heard people have that attitude before where it's like, you'll be like, if you have my number, like if, you're, if your phone isn't working, it's like, you probably have my email. If you don't have my email, we're probably not friends. You don't need to get in touch yeah. with me. It's a natural, it's natural selection. Yeah. If I understand Darwin at all. But anyway, what I was <laughs> going to say, that's how it is. About, yeah, yeah, you're talking about emails and Gmails. What I wanted to say was, I, I just loved the special so much that so I wanted to have you guys on to talk about that and other things. Sure. But I just thought it was incredible. I, I and it's funny. So I email you at your silly email, and you're like, <laughs> "Now it's getting, <laughs> yeah, now it's getting mean." At your ridiculous email. <laughs> it's just like, why did you even pretend before to be like not shitty about it? I don't know. <laughs> like, well, you know, I thought it was because surprise was still email because I'm not getting now. It's fully a silly email, which <laughs> I think it is. I'm it not is defensive about email. that, but like, why email. even pretend like you don't think that? Because I want to know your mood. I, you know what I mean? But like, what if you're in a terrible feel, mood? Just tell me you what might you lunge think is true. You're a very fit person. <laughs> <laughs> so I email you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I might as well change it to like dumb fucking idiot. Dumb fucking idiot. That's taken. Gmail. I'm, I'm sure that's taken. But the dumb idea. Dumb fucking idiot comedy. <laughs> it still says comedy. Uh, <laughs> that is killing me. And you replied fairly that you were like, you know, you as a guy who loves most things, this means a lot. See, I, I didn't. I didn't mean I, I as I sent it I was because I, I said like you're a lover of things uh, and so like you like you 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 yeah you like stuff and so for you to say it was one of your favorite things I said uh, that means a lot I kind of thought you were just giving it a little I thought it was funny there's no stank like, on that email I thought there, I didn't think it was stank I thought it was just <laughs> wit I thought okay. you were being funny no, and you were like hey as a guy who loves everything this means a lot which is kind of a funny no, thing no you're just very somebody. like open about like I the thing like you're not someone who hates on things that's, like, you're, you're like I love this and I love that you're you're that right. person which is I do love insane but and then but <laughs> I was telling Gerard at Largo what you don't know is I hate most stand-up specials and I turned yours on like I turn on most people's stand-up specials I wouldn't say to hate watch it but to Arms watch folded like let's see what you got a little bit like yeah. a bad audience member I watch five minutes of it because I only want to see how people start Right. I'm very fascinated with how stand-up yeah. specials begin. Yeah, intros are important. It, I mean on-stage intro. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really care about the like, oh, there's Mulaney walking no, through yeah, but, yeah. the theater. I don't care. But like, what's his opening the bit? The presentation of... Yeah. Yes, because that, I think, is the hardest thing because stand-up is such an unnatural process. Mm-hmm. So to like, how are they going to trick us into, hey, I'm just talking. Into like, excitement and, yeah. Precisely. So I was like, I'm going to watch five minutes of Drew's special. Like I do almost everybody's special. And I watched 35 minutes of it. I had to go somewhere. 
And then I couldn't stop thinking about it. I, I've never seen... You guys made something that is literally, I think, must-see. It's like a must-see oh. stand-up special. Thanks. And there are other stand-up specials where you're like, and the bits are amazing. I love the bits. And the presentation make it this, like, new thing. So I was really, really excited about it and actually emailing you i was i was gonna write you back and be like i just want you to know i i hate most stand-up and tell you everything that i'm telling you <laughs> but i was literally because the special was so good i was like i i can't talk to drew <laughs> i was like i don't and i have an hbo oh, special but i was like <laughs> i don't want to bother like i've had that feeling before to like a rock star i've had that feeling before i know i know when you're really like when you like something something someone did it actually it's funny you become a little bashful that's, around them like that's, a little bit yeah I've, I've it's hard that. to get a true compliment from a comedian jealousy is the is the best one yeah. and um a little bit of fear is a good one where i was like i don't want to bother true yeah. like i was afraid you were going to be like i, don't I opened for you for a year and a half ago <laughs> <laughs> i did i thought you were going to go like yeah, that's over. <laughs> I'm changing my email address. <laughs> Don't talk to me. He still has the boarding pass from like that, <laughs> that trip. <laughs> from when he opened? The, yeah, 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 like the luggage nice tag. Yeah, the luggage to tag is still Grand like, Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was a fun show. Yeah. That was big. You know when you get to a venue and it's way bigger than you think it was going to be? It's oh, like, yeah. yeah, it was like the old church. It's the old church. It's a good, cool venue. And I had seen Bill Burr there. You ever been on stage in 20 minutes into your 45 minutes? set and you're like Bill Burr did this last year <laughs> and you start thinking about how hard he was killing at the 20 yeah, minute mark you're comparing it to it's that's always a, a bad move yeah it's a bad move <laughs> oh yeah but I so I mean I'm sure you've told the story let's try and tell it in a way that you haven't told it before but it's like I asked you I was like what is going on how many days did you shoot it it was only a couple days it was two two because it, yeah, it feels like you shot it in one day like I understand like how many takes are you doing for people that don't know this is a special that has no audience you're in like a a black room it's like a large mm-hmm. like where they shot the Apple commercials but it's painted black mm-hmm. and <laughs> what you, a way to describe that right <laughs> I, I've been it's like where they, it's like where they shot the Apple commercials but, but black, black. <laughs> I feel like there's a black joke you could make, but I don't, no, I don't know how to do like, it. It's very descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking to nobody. I'll t- yeah, I'll give you guys some. You're talking to the camera, and then it intercuts with you talking with uh, a fictional girlfriend. Right. And I found every part of it to be extraordinary. I thought you were incredibly natural talking to nobody. You know, talking to the camera. Sure. And you had your own timing. The reason I think we don't like props or we don't like music is because it imposes a timing on something. Like you have the timing of music to rescue you from your own inability to create a timing. Mm. You could take it to the next level and say, an audience helps me with my timing. I'm listening to them and it's informing when I continue. You're doing it alone off of like... It's uh, this might be overstated, but it's almost like tribal. You're going up the rhythm of your heart and well, your thought process. I, yeah. I'll say truthfully, it's the first time I saw Drew perform was in Montreal in whatever year that was, and I was just watching the New Faces set, 
And he went up and he was performing. And my first thought was, oh, he doesn't need us to be here. That's hilarious. Like, he, he's not but doing this for us. He's doing that for him. That's an amazing observation. I feel the same way about Drew, even though I love you with an audience. He's fun with an audience. Like, fuck it, man. Like, nobody gives a shit anymore. Like, we're in a post-meaning world. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. And I love Ali Wong. So I'm not putting her down. You need to be pregnant. Like you need like there needs to be something. Like this is the one where they're pregnant. This is the Just, one where it's this. This is the one where it's this. Well, and like you found a thing that's not only it's not a gimmick. Well, well, here's the thing. It, much that like works. But much like right. Ali's pregnancy was a hook that worked. Well, it's it it works when it's coming from a Genuine natural hook. That's right. A, what's more natural than, than pregnancy. a pregnancy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like when it's coming from an organic real place right. and it's coming and if it's you really can, capturing you in this current moment that's at right. your best in if the most unique way you can. you're doing something that's like, I'm doing it and it's a cartoon, but like you're not a cartoon. Right, yeah, we guy. talked about that. Finding the, like, the sweet spot of, of doing something that was, you know, you know interesting, different, uh, you know, on that level, but then also spoke, you know, to the heart of what we were trying to do. Like it wouldn't, like, like you know, we talked about that. Do, shooting it that way wouldn't work for everyone it wouldn't, work, it for wouldn't me. work for almost anyone it wouldn't work for me at all right and but but it's just about the idea of of you know taking what is already there like what the, the convention is and, and asking yourself well what what's the best way to capture this that speaks to me and what i'm talking about yeah. what the intention of this material is and what the point of this of this stand-up hour right, is and right. for some people i think you know this stage show is the best way to, you know, they, that, that's, it's, it's not a, it's not a criticism of that. It's more just a, you know, asking a question of like, is there more? Is there is there more interesting things we can do with this? Because this is a point you brought up, Gerard. You're like, you have the cameras and the people anyway. Like, you have a DP, you have a director, you right, have right. The, the equipment. Why not do it in any utilize way. that the same way you utilize words to make jokes? Right, but it does speak uniquely to you. Like you, I, when you did the podcast years ago, I remember, I think we talked, we've always talked a little bit about mushrooms and stuff and somebody that's like really exploring their mind and it doesn't really have, like what I do, so it's not to put it down, but what I do is sort of like, I'm tickled that I'm sharing my silliness with a group. It's like the mm-hmm. feeling of a sleepover. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, isn't this weird? Like I'm talking about unicorns and you're like... Isn't it weird when you notice that, like, the movies and the people that you've taught have made this thing you call your personality? Right, right, right. Not necessary to have someone go, <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't really help. Yeah. Right. When so- I saw it, I was like, there's so many people, I won't name their names, but I was like, they must be pissed. I'm fascinated, maybe like you, Gerard, with like, because you and I are sweetie pies. Not to say that you're not sweet. Yeah. In fact, you are very sweet. But our stage thing is a little bit sweet. You know, and I love sour. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. Sour. Well, and Gerard sure. is a little bit of a Trojan horse thing going on. No, I know. No, I know. <laughs> no, I appreciate No, I like that. I, that's, yeah. But for la- oversimplistic terms, but I love sour comedians. I yeah. like comedians that are just up there complaining and ranting and sharing <laughs> weird vulnerabilities and stuff. And when I saw this special, I was like, those people must be pissed. And if they're not pissed, they should be pissed. Uh-huh. Because I'm always like, how do you cut this flavor with just something i'll give you an example there's some people that i love um that if you watch them they're doing this edgy stuff and with the audience roaring it almost starts to feel like 
uh, not like hate speech, but it can start to feel like, <laughs> is this a rally? Yeah. Like, does this end with you handing out bats and torches and we're going to, because if you're, if you're for comedic effect being like, fuck this person in the fucking face. That's not what you're doing. And everyone's like, (laughs) it's too aggro. It's too charged. But if it's a guy alone on a soundstage, I was scared by your special because it it reminded me of a mushroom trip being stuck in a brain. Mm -hmm. I was delighted. I laughed more than I laugh at most specials. And I was like, this makes it work better that you're, you're having to like walk the tightrope of your thoughts alone, and it made it better for me. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and it was something that, you know, I, I think there's also a fine line to walk between, not just, you know, we talked about the visual presentation aspect of it, but also, you know, what I'm saying, I don't think it would work unless it kind of was that type of thing, unless, it, you know, I was doing the type of stand-up that kind of, it, it feels like something like you're talking about, this sort of confessional, yeah. vulnerable, brutally honest, whatever the fuck, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, words no, people, adjectives people want to use. And it, I, I, like, cause that was kind of how I, I, I always did it. That was always just what, like, you know, the people that I liked, you know, coming up, the, the people that I looked up to, the, the people who, you know, got me into it in the first place. And that was kind of something that I always wanted to do. I remember. The confessional style. Yeah. I remember uh, in 2007, I, I was at the Laugh Factory um, with, like, friends. I think this was, like, before I, like, really started doing stand up. And I saw uh, Bill Burr do. Dot, 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 dot. That's That's all I do. No. I do. Just say he no did. Before so this is, but this is ten plus years ago. He was doing spots at the Laugh Factory. It was yeah. before he was. Can I real quick? I opened for Bill Burr like ten, twelve years ago, and he had just started headlining. And I told Jim Gaffigan that I was opening for Bill Burr, and he went, "Billy Burr." <laughs> he couldn't believe this might have been more than ten years ago that yeah. Bill was headlining. Yeah, there's, uh, like, there's it's a, crazy. There, there was a time there was, <laughs> when he was some fucking he was guy. A feature. He was a feature. Feature act. Some fucking headliner was like, he was yeah, the feature's the okay. Hotel, getting, getting 50 bucks a show. Yes. Or this was yes. the 80s or Billy 90s, probably Burr. more than it is now. <laughs> and it was Billy. But Billy no, there's a, head, there's a headshot at the cellar. Billy, Billy, Billy Burr. Burr, yeah. Amazing. Full head of hair. Huh? But I saw him at the Laugh he, and he, you know, he had a great set, and he did that one bit. It's kind of, people know it now. It's the bit where he's like, you ever driving on the road? And you see, like, just about, like, having, like, weird thoughts. And, like, you ever driving down the road, you see, like, people on the sidewalk, and you just think about, like, turning the steering wheel. <laughs> He's like, the, the difference between me being a regular fucking dude and uh, on the cover of Newsweek is two degrees. Wow. Like, it's just, he goes through, like, the different... Wow. And anyway, I just thought it was, it was, like, this brilliant sort of, like, extrapolation of an impulse, of, like, a weird thought that, like... Maybe we don't all have it, but we have things like that. I would that. think we all and have And he that. took it, he like extracted it like a, with tweezers from his mind and blew it up to like right, this five right, minute, right. you know, sort of like incredibly animated, you know, beautiful sort of like dark piece of comedy. And yeah. I remember thinking like, that's what I want to do. I want to yeah. do that with my own, you know, sort right. of sense of self and feelings. And then, you know, I, I've sort of approached it that way for the last decade or so. And I, I, I personally, I feel like I found some success with that. Like not not just like materially, but like also like I feel like I'm doing it the way that I wanted to do it. Yeah. And I think the hook of of this project was I was starting to realize, you know, there was some atrophy going on where it was like, okay, I'm like doing like this weird, like honest confessional thing, but I but there's like a, a, a sort of. Um, a uh, disparity between that and then like what I'm experiencing in my day to day life, and so I like, yeah. and you kind of see that with 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 comics you're around, like 
you can go on stage and kind of like spill it all, but then there are all these like personal issues. And it's like, I don't really know how to reconcile that. And so I was kind of just, you know, speaking to that as well. Yeah. Like pulling the curtain back another layer. It's like, okay, yeah, brutally honest, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like. But the part at the end, as somebody, so it reminded me of crashing the show that I make at the end where the girl comes out and chews you out. And I'm watching it and I'm like, it's so hard. I feel like extra qualified to give this compliment because it's what I try and do on the show. To have someone come in and tear you down really. And it's like one take. Like there's so many long takes. I'm just watching it going like, (laughs) how the fuck did this happen? (laughs) It's because as someone who's trying to make a show with long takes, it's hard. There's always like we have to find cuts and move things around and build things. There's this long take of a woman doing just what you're saying. So you're going up and you're being confessional and all these things. And then someone comes in and goes like, fuck you. I'm like, that's almost like it should be at the end of every special. Someone should come up at the end of every special and say, get the fuck over yourself, you asshole. Just because you know about it and you talk about it doesn't mean you you stop doing it or had any sort of growth whatsoever. Well, well, exactly. And it becomes a way to sort of exploit your own struggle. That's right. You just turned it into a commodity. And and one of the lines that I I thought was key that was in there, and again, I think we've kind of gone through it, some, you know, spoiler or whatever, but it's like, it, you, oh, you've created an elaborate excuse to never change. Yeah. And that's what I, that was really something. Cause it's like, yeah, if I'm getting it, cause then it's like it, the motivation to, to, you know, sort of alter your personality, grow, evolve is, is, is minimized because anytime you do something fucked up, your head goes bit, bit television show. I can yeah. mine that for yeah. something. And I think for a lot of us, that is the, the core source of that stuff, whether it's emotional strife, personal struggles, or even just weird, you know, sort of like demonic thoughts that we have that right. maybe when they manifest in the real world, they are causing these, these types of problems in relationships with, you know, romantically, friends, family, professionally, whatever. And so, yeah, I think there is something to that. It's like this weird cycle you get stuck in where yeah. it's like... Oh, I'm br- another breakup. Well, I'm it's a, he's gonna write a new hour on yeah, the breakup. Yeah, yeah. It's like fuck you, like yeah. this, because then you're the winner of yeah. your breakup. <laughs> you know, because you're getting a, an hour of people yeah. like, ha, yeah. you're a genius. Like, right. what? No, yeah. I'm not. I'm a sad fucking person who has this right. weird ability to articulate thoughts. Like, that's not right. It's not like that cool. <laughs> right. It's kind of like your bit about like having abs is just doing sit-ups. It's well, like, yes, I'm just a sad person. <laughs> like you're just well, right. And that's not person. funny. Yeah, that isn't funny. Like, right. and so like the audience is experiencing a, a sort of emotion from this that you yourself are not. And I right. think that's something that's that's touched on. Didn't you know, it help you laugh at it, though? I mean, the bits are funny. It's not just a, a dark. Well, no, that's the thing. Is it, you're exactly right. They are like, yeah. I mean, I, I, t- the intention is them for them to be good bits, and right. they do get laughs. Like when we screened it in front of you know sure. 200 people, and when I toured it on the road, it wasn't like right. it wasn't like I was like, well, this isn't working for people. We got <laughs> Gerard. Do you have any ideas? Like, <laughs> is there a way to film this? And you're like, I have one solution. <laughs> I mean, certainly it's not for everyone. I mean, you know, I did a show in Pittsburgh, and I think 50 people walked out. So it's like, it's it, what are, bit were the walk? It wasn't so much the bit. I did the suicide bit, and I think from the rest of the show, they didn't process anything as comedy. Right. They were just like, what? Yeah, but it's funny. When you're talking about the Bill Burr bit, right, steering into traffic, when you did the suicide on a water slide, suicide? 
<laughs> when you did the suicide, Pete was... Holmes presents Drew Michael. <laughs> <laughs> if I directed it, the special would have been called Suicide. <laughs> the Suicide. Uh, I like to think that's how it was written in your notebook. On the oh set. my the god! Suicide. Of course. Suicide. Of course. <laughs> but when you're doing that bit and the Bill Burr bit, again, Gerard, you are a, a Trojan horse. You have some fucked up thoughts on stage, which I love. Um, but like. Everybody has it. I, I'm a huge... Okay, so take me, for example, sweet guy, right? All the time. On the way here, you're just sort of like having... It's called your shadow. It's, it's what um, Freud called the shadow, or Jung, I forget which one. But the idea that we all have this other thing alongside us at all times, it's like I could push my friend off a cliff while we're standing, uh, oh, yeah. looking at a yes. view, mm-hmm. or I could turn into traffic. We have it all the time. And... What I'm wondering is, does it feel... You do suicide. It has to feel good when it works because that went from something that... I don't want to impose this on you, but maybe you had it and there's, it's funny and you're sort of like, well, that's fucked up. I feel alone. Isn't there like a unifying thing to get a group of people to go, yeah, I think about... When I went to a shooting range, everyone that goes to a shooting range goes, I could just shoot the guy next to me. You yeah. can't not think that. Right, of yeah. course. You're shooting a gun and there's people around you and you're like, I think that and I've never been. Yeah. I'm like, they could shoot the gun. Well, I also had they could shoot me. Yeah, I really right. was more worried about them shooting yeah. me. Well, it, but you also have the thought of like, I could shoot myself. I could shoot them. I'm not, a, I, I don't have suicidal feelings, but you think it, it crosses your mind. Well, right. And so I think to, to, to that point, I think there, it, there's definitely a, a, a sort of validating you know, quality to when you articulate an idea, a thought that maybe exists in sort of like the, you know, subconscious or whatever, where it's like in the darker areas of your mind and you bring it out and you get that type of reaction. Yes, there is that. And and so I'm not necessarily, the conceit is not to take that away or invalidate that. It's just to provide a sort of counterpoint to that because I think it is a balance. I don't think it's, I'm not saying it's meaningless to do this and because people, you know, the way people respond, and, and, and I'm sure people, especially with the podcast, respond in ways where, the, you know, you were talking about this, and it really connected with me, and it means a lot. And I, I would never take that away from somebody, because I think it's, that's a genuine feeling they're having. I'm, yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at is, like, the, the, it, I'm not necessarily doing what you think I'm doing, mm. even though I'm able to, like, you know, chisel off a chunk of my mind and give it to you in this way. Right. It doesn't mean that we have this. It doesn't go both ways. You don't, you There's don't, a lot of dishonesty in that, even though the moment that's being captured is honest. That's, that's an interesting question. Is there anything that's like truly selfless and honest? Like, I'm really just... That seems like a mushroomy thought. Like, can I, I be nice to you without you wanting to think I'm nice and then give me food well, I think I think that's or, love, right? Love is when the, 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 the emotional distance between you and another person person or even yourself is zero oh, yeah is zero right. it's, it's it's and so we that's sort of like we aim to reduce the distance between you know ourselves and somebody else whether it's a you know friendship family member romantic partner or your own relationship with yourself it's right. you know self-love is is sort of you know uh in uh what's sort of looking for it's prevented or there's obstacles to that in when you aren't honest with yourself and you do sort of create narratives about your own self that are necessarily are not necessarily true and that prevents you from kind of you know engaging honestly with yourself and so i think that's another thing about stand-up is it's it's a it's a we're projecting this narrative we've told ourselves about ourselves to other people and it's 
and then we're calling that honest. It's like, I'm fully in control here. I'm telling you only like, what I want to tell you. That's like the underlying theme of the whole special is like, right. it seems like I'm being honest with you. Yeah. And the only I'm way it works is selling I, you a thing. Not even selling. It's not about money. It's like, I'm just controlling how you think about it. 100%. And I think that like for me, for it to work the way that we wanted it to work, I would have to first go as far as humanly possible in that direction. So it's like undeniably crosses the threshold of honest, open, whatever. Right, and right. then to kind of then be its own critic, it's like, I, I just thought it was interesting to provide both perspectives. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with either one. I think the conversation you, is... Are you tempted to believe it though? Because like when the audience laughs at it and it starts to become this other thing, it's almost like memento. You start believing the story you told yourself. So you have... Well, that's, but that's the, that's the trap. And yeah. that's where people, I think, can get... And I, and I found myself getting caught and I'm kind of... You know, this is a, an attempt to break free of that and sort yeah. of challenge myself to, you know, sever myself from that process. Like putting it on the record? It's a, like the next, bit, the next yeah. girl you date will have seen this. Exactly. And you'll be like, okay, I can't, I can't be that guy again. Even comedically, artistically, like, I can't go back on stage and be like, well, I got the issue. It's like, yeah, we know, dude. Yeah. You, you, and not only that, but we know that you think this is bullshit and without right. – it is devoid of growth. Right. And so it's, it's, it was very much a ch- – I mean, Gerard and I talk about all the time. I'm like – what the fuck am I going to do? And what he was are like, you going to do? What did like, you think? What he's did you like, say? yeah, you kind of backed yourself into a corner. Yeah. <laughs> you burnt the bridge. But I don't think you did. Well, it, but I it's, think it's you, a challenge. You though. need to talk. Have you been touring since? Not at all. Not at all. No. I've been on stage uh, four times in the last four months. Five since months. Since it's aired. Five months. Since no, since I, we taped it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why? Because I don't. It's. It, it, I mean, it's. There's a truth it's to all that. It's interesting, man. See what you did, and now I'm talking to Drad because I feel bad because we're just talking. No, but was, and because I, I, I value you, I want to hear what you think. <laughs> so you made this thing. <laughs> it's a weird to say that. I value you. Oh, thanks. I do. Um, you made a thing that like sort of tears down. It's it's sort of an attack on comedy in a great in a, in a great way. I mean. Yeah. I don't mean you're attacking comedy. I mean it's doing something in a comedy that's changing Truthfully, how we approach I, it. I don't even think it's really any of that. Like, to, <laughs> it really is that like my my friends and the people I'm inspired by make cool stuff, and I wanted to make something cool. And I don't think most specials look cool or are cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, hey, what's an interesting way to present this art? Like, you know, stand up is art. You know, people, we're taught as uh, comedians to kind of be schlubs and have a face in the dirt and, you know, just like, yeah, I don't know. Although, well, very... secretly, every comedian is like kind of full of themselves. And there's, if you start comedy, there's so many comedy documentaries being made yeah. in and about your crew and scene and whatever. Everyone loves documenting it. Right. But then when it comes to like, you know, specials and presentations, I don't think a lot of like attention or care gets put into didn't, it. Did you worry that the coolness, it didn't, in my opinion, did, would detract? Because it's usually we like to be the guy at the party who no one's talking no, to. No, but that's like, to me, it's like, that's like saying, uh, uh, well, adding music to these lyrics 
take away from how effective the song can be. Yeah, but the but, song's not trying to make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, but but at the same time, the song's trying to make you feel something. I think that's... Not every three seconds. What's that? <laughs> but, every who, but, seconds. but that's the thing. Where, where did that rule come from? Like, you know, it's it's comedy, and it should be funny, and I think the special is very funny. I think it's... I, we played it in front of audiences, yeah. and then it's funny. You just insert the laughs, like the right. room laughs, right? No, it, it, I think it, it's super... I think it is funny every three seconds. So, so the, the, the thing is, it's like that can be captured in more than one way. I completely and, agree. And but it did, can be were you aware that it was a risk having an incredibly hot, I think it works, by the way, an incredibly hot woman play Drew's girlfriend? You look at sexy. You're like doing <laughs> a sexy thing. It's very, it's like Justin Timberlake. It's like a Justin Timberlake special. Like there's looking down. It's hip hop. It's like low angles. It's fun angles. There's a, a jib shot of him from behind walking out. It's like, so, and I love it. Don't forget that. So much of what we're doing is like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. It's and you're this, like, we're doing well, this, something. This kind of false humility and false, I, I just don't subscribe to that. It just seems really silly to you. You got into it, hopefully, to make something interesting, to make art, to make something that you like. And then when it gets to the presentation, we all just turn around. Like, we just capture it the way it's been captured and the way it's supposed to be. And and even, quote-unquote, traditional things like, like, like eight. Like, eight, I think, is not to sound full. I think it's really, like, one of the best, if not best-looking specials ever yeah <laughs> truly i really believe that and it's very traditional in the sense of like it's still me and an audience and we make people laugh and you know and it's just captured the best way we could possibly capture it you know you can still do that it's just like no attempt like there there are companies that just do bullshit they turn out bullshit like like garbage like no no attention to detail like everything is just this like standard slate of you know well we do this shot and this shot there's no thought behind it and you are like this is your art this is your life this is what you work hard for this is what you stay up at night writing and yeah but it was more than making it look good it was making it look cool but making it personal and and making like i think it's i want to make art that competes with other art right like I, i i've been around more um, musicians and artists than comedians probably in the past few years, right? And and I see that they get to just make creative things that they think are cool as it applies to their work. And I don't see that being done as much in my line of work. But don't you think that's because it works better? Not And again, remember that I love this special. No, no. I think it's a slam dunk. It's a 10 out of 10. It, it seems to me a risk that it did it ever cross your mind where you're like, Drew Michael, not a famous comedian. Right? Yeah. You name the special Drew Michael. You know what I mean? Even yeah. that is sort of like a cocky, cool. Well, it just move. made sense to what the thing is. Is it a risk? Yeah. Is anything worthwhile a risk? Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> you know, like, I'm asking if you were aware, like, is this going to Oh, work? of course. But th- here's the thing. If that's anything that I've made, it, it, you know, and I think you, Drew is the exact same way. If I don't have that feeling, what the fuck is the point? Yeah, we're nuts, but we're not insane. Yeah, like, like if what, what's like the we, point if we're <laughs> we'll if I don't shit, feel like know. oh, is this gonna could this work? Oh, this is a if without the risk is like you might as well without move the back risk home. you're doing what ninety nine percent of us are doing. So you're doing something very exceptional by taking a risk. And I'm just wondering if it ever occurred to you to be like, should we just do a regular special and I, introduce? Drew? That seems so 
Well, so we always, you know, the conversation started with we knew we wanted to do something interesting with it. And, we, you know, I kind of knew what the material was. And then I, I kind of had the, you know, I came to him, I came to Gerard with the concept of the, the script that I started with was much more bloated. There was way more interplay. Like, with the girl? Yeah. And just like scene work and stuff like that. And something I will say about Gerard, what I think his, I mean, I don't want to say his greatest, one of his insanely <laughs> you know, strong points, one of his ins- really strong points is, is his ability. Like, he doesn't ever step on you and your point of view when he's working with you. It's not about what he wants you to say. It's about who you are, and he, he zeroes in on that and then mm-hmm. goes, what is the best way for us to articulate that and present that and to bring that out to people? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he's a very, very, very good uh, uh, you know, eye for who you are. Sometimes he, he ident- like to, to shoot it without an audience is more me than I'm even aware of. Me. That's right. Like, it's like, Oh, this was more yeah. me than I thought. Like it, it's, it's like husbands so and wives. Me. You're like, I know you more than you know yourself. It's, <laughs> it's true. Truthfully. And, 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 and he's, he's kind of a genius, but in even that way, doing where it's like, it he can cool. see, he can look at a thing, a script, a person and go, this is what That's this right. is. So, when so I what's the best it, way to, you know, let that, you know, come out and be presented and that's when we start getting into the creatives or the aesthetics and right. that kind of, kind of stuff I guess that's what's so what's so shocking and amazing is that when I watched it it is cool and it works so Gerard you saw it and you go I think this this guy is cool like this guy can pull off something yeah artistic and cool meaning with me you wouldn't do that no, like we, you saw some potential. You know what I mean? Like we all started in the same shit clubs. We're all eating the same free chicken fingers, and you're going. I think this guy is a rap video. Yeah, you but, know what I'm but, saying? That's it. That's, a, that's a vision. You, with you, I would just like put you in a basement in front of like church youth you've canceled, <laughs> and like you tell them how much you've changed. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you just find the thing that's you. Like, it doesn't mean, like, yeah, everyone should be that's, in a fucking dark room with a Gerard just made no, a half right. dip shot. Like, it would be insane. I, I, really, I, like how, I like how Gerard just made a half a million dollars on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk after. That's so funny. But to see the potential in a guy, what I'm saying is, like, we're all shoulder to shoulder. And we all knew, uh, you know, Aziz, or I'm trying to think of huge guys before they were huge. Mm. And to have time travel vision, because when I was watching Drew, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I've always thought you were funny. I, I, I don't know how many years ago it was that you did the podcast and you did the live podcast. It was like four or five years ago. That was in Montreal. That, yeah. was, the, the, that was when... That's when he saw you. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's crazy. So, yeah. always Great, great week for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. to have... That's like real producer skill. To have the time travel and go, I think this guy can do this. And even what you're jokingly saying, for me, that is excellent. How did you go to HBO? You just have this relationship with them. I mean, your first time, is it, correct me, did you direct your show ever? Um, well, I, with HBO, it was, I just had a, we have a really great relationship. Nina Rosenstein give, uh, trusts me a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. And she's like really open to ideas I have. And and it's mostly through years of conversation and working together. And like like we make, I think, interesting things together. And we try and take swings and we try and, you know, put as much integrity and thought into every project that we do together. So 
we us having that relationship, we presented it to her, and, and she was excited. She was like, oh, I think that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, oh, I think that's insane. Let's do it. And did they know Drew? Were they already... Um, we, we met, like, you know, I introduced Nina to Drew and, you know, and she Im- immediately thought he was like a brilliant right. comedian. Like right. we went to the, uh, the Vinny's club. Yeah. She came out twice last it was that, summer. Uh, the stress factor. There was a, yeah, she, they, they came to but see But this me does a, remind me of music. It's like a producer, like a more established guy goes, yeah. I love this guy. So but what I'm, I'm not trying to say... Right, who's two years older than that guy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten over that. It's Hilarious. okay. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. The first year of our relationship was me getting over that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring this person in and you say, I have this idea, and they, and they, and they rolled Well, we didn't they... start with that idea. The idea was to do something different with this material and this thing, and... The idea to direct it the way that we did was Gerard's. The idea mm. to have Gerard direct it was mine. That oh, is true. Wow. That is true. And, they, <laughs> and to HBO's credit, they were like, let's do it. Yeah, they were excited by it. I mean, we, we presented them uh, a full idea, like a, a, at least a vision for something, which yeah. is all you can really do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. but, but having that this, is a man. big step. You're on the next level. I see it. <laughs> I understand what's oh, yeah. happening. No, I just here. want. I just you're like, like, if we're not taking a chance, what the fuck are we doing? But, like you're but, living but yes. on the edge. No, I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you think I don't agree? I'm just saying not everybody's right there, living in the moment, going, "What the fuck?" Mike Birbiglia said something to me. I, I call it. He's kind of like an advisor to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had this audition for some terrible multicam, and this was when nothing was going on. And I called him, and I was like, "Should I audition for like, you know?" <laughs> I don't want to make up a stupid no, name. No, yeah. Some bullshit yeah. sitcom. And he's like, what are you, what are you doing? He's just like, are, and this is what he said. He goes, are we really on this earth to do that? Just to do like whatever comes your way? Oh, I start meetings with, so we're all going to die. Yeah. It's like the first, I mean, you, like, that's a, I start, let's work backward from there. Yeah, that's right. We're all going to die, yeah, okay? Right. And do you want your grandkids to be embarrassed by that shit you make? That's hilarious. Oh, my I God. don't. I've considered having a declaration statement that we read at the beginning of every podcast. No joke, that starts with, like, we all die one day. Yeah. This is all we have. This yeah. is all that's real. Let's like, start please there. Please be here. Like, and, and it's easy, and comedy's such a hard Thing. It's a do you struggle. Want your I'm sorry, that's too good. <laughs> yeah, but do you want your grandkids? Yeah. Dude, that is how that. you take the power back. That's another Birbiglia thing. None it's of us want like, to be embarrassed. That's right. None of us want. They don't want to be embarrassed, and they want you to know that you know the game we're playing, and you can just be like, what the fuck? But break it a little bit. Yeah. Are we just going to play it? Well, make it, it yours. If anything, if anything, you know, because comedians, again, with Drew Special, I get it. We would kind of joke that. Uh, we're making like the patio at the comedy store and like the comedian's table at the cellar. Like when we did it, we just would picture certain reactions of certain guys. It's so funny because just... I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought we were, I'm the biggest fan of the special ever. And I was like, oh no, as I was questioning you, I could be wrong. I was like, oh no, these guys are used to defending this special. Is that what's been happening? Have you been worried that people were. Well, not what? worried, about, but just knowing that, like, look, it, it's an art form that's been slow to change and slow to accept change and, like, slow to adapt. And kind of, so usually a lot of it is met with rebellion. Yeah, I mean, right. you have to understand, like, it's an art Jake, form that yeah. guys wouldn't accept both. 
Bo Burnham is one of like right. the most brilliant minds of our right. generation. You and mean like, the YouTube guy? Yeah, exactly. I'm getting, I'm exactly. Getting, I'm getting. I saw uh, Reggie go through that, right? right? It's just like, oh, because he's adding. So I saw Reggie go through like people rebelling against it. Well, you know? there's, there's like, there's it's like, not a threat to you because someone right. takes like the, the art form and does and makes it their own. Right. It's well, not like, a threat to right. it's all It, it contributes it, to the art form. Rising tide lifts all the boats. Exactly. Like, this is good for us. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. You guys made stand-up look exactly. really cool well, and, and essential. And also, it's all also, and people rebel against the reason people give a fuck about this in the first place. You know, even if you you could like you know comedians will uh, compare this to like Nanette or whatever, and they may talk and have their feelings about it. But it's just like you mean the one thing that's been written about in like the right. Times or right. like the things that like people actually start a conversation over yeah fuck that thing right right <laughs> fuck right. that thing how dare it right spark well, there, yeah, there's fuck. like this weird <laughs> stop stirring up the zeitgeist yeah, yeah how dare this <laughs> fall in line get written up by intero bang <laughs> have one review in intero bang oh my god it's the one interview i actually turned down <laughs> um but yeah, there's like this weird, like sort of like yeah, cause you brought up Bo, and and that was something that I kind of heard people talk about. Like it's like yeah, but it's not stand up. Like as if stand up is this thing to aspire to. It's like right. like if you're if stand up is this thing that exists within these you know very narrow limitations, right. then then who gives up? Then fuck right. that. I don't. Right. And then not, and then fine. It's not. It's. I feel the same way about podcasts being an hour. I'm like, why are you making up a rule? For a thing that isn't even real. Well, the yeah. idea of an hour. It just got its name six years ago. I know. And stand up <laughs> isn't a thing, yet we defend it. Well, I think swords it's, I, drawn yeah, yeah. as I think it's if it's because a thing. people accept those limitations because they feel comfortable existing within them, and so yeah. to break the walls or to widen them, it, it creates like this weird insecurity. It's like without this rigid container, I might not be able to fill the rest of the space. I mean, there's something that's like a weird. Sort of like look at analog. those late night sets, man. <laughs> Listen, bro, and I can't go on more, but I can't wait. It's stupid as fuck. People <laughs> go up, they wear clothes, they they wear their father's clothes. <laughs> they, I wish your they face was on the podcast. <laughs> they write jokes that fit the traditional setup punchline. Yes, that like yes. I've seen some people in the clubs, dude. And this it's is not you with Letterman. Set. Remember, I'll just oh, do yeah. it when I'm famous. Yeah, I'll just do it when I'm famous. Yeah. I end up not doing it because yeah. why? Colbert's not even there for the fucking sets. This motherfucker, they they take ten of them. It's rude as fuck. It's stupid as fuck. Why waste your time? Go to YouTube. Put this shit up yourself. Like again, people rebel against Bose like for taking his career in his own hands. Yeah. Like like. I love when people do that. Like, do your own thing. Like, do your. Why are are you doing an imitation of what comedy is? I auditioned for Letterman years and years ago. Me and Kumail did it. Kumail got it. Um, Hold on, really quick. With that, (laughs) hold on, but but really, really quick. I do want to say this. Really, with that said, because it's it's really the Colbert thing. Really, for some reason, pisses me off because I think it's rude and disrespectful. But like, with that said, I am. Conan is open to like like experimenting and having fun because I love like what Rory does yeah, on yeah, Conan yeah. and like and Kimmel also like built a club to make it more personal. Yeah, that was a thing. I remember going with a uh, when Pete Davidson did it. I remember going and like the entire audience left and walked to like wow. this club set that he had built. So with that said, you you do see examples of like sure. people trying to, but for the most part. 
I understand. God damn. But what, what and I, a lot of times what well, we do to ourselves is not what I mean. even the outlet. It's, it's what we do to ourselves. It's an outrage to our species. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, we do, that we allow it. Because if We're, you see, Conan is open to trying something new. And then, again, we put we find out Dad's blazer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do jokes that we would never do. Yeah. And you're trying to get like to applause, get this, yeah, or this deal that expired in the late '80s, right? We're all like, we're playing. We you're, and you're performing for like like it's like 200 people who won a lottery from Tennessee. Like it's right. like not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's weird. It's, it's a like bust the people, in yeah, with like their wristbands. And they I don't just take did off Conan this month. week, and Ted Alexandra did it, and I was and when I was doing panel, I was like, this audience, they were fine, but I wouldn't have wanted to do stand up for them. And then yeah. Ted came out to do, he did like amazing stand-up and it did great. But I was like, this is like the hardest situation I can imagine. This like, this group that like got tickets to them, then they're going to go to Ellen, then they're going to go to like fucking Cheesecake Factory. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, the price is right here. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, you bank well, your set. Like the days of, Carson's dead, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the days yeah. of the well, thumbs up doing the thing, it's over. But why there's we, also like, like the, the, the when you're performing comedy and there is an audience there, you kind of it's hard to not be influenced by them, right? So if they're not laughing, you feel like you need to. Dude. There's a gravity towards. But like the thing is, like when you film a, a late night set or you film a special, people or an, or an album, or whatever it is, people are playing for the crowd. In in front of them, and so if they think of their killing, then it creates the right rhythm, and then it will sound good on the Dude. thing. But the thing is, yes. and this is also one of the things that I thought we accomplished by doing it is like we're we're making something for the people at home. I don't give a fuck what three hundred people who were who were papered Preach. in by blacklist or whatever the fuck. Like I don't care what they think about well, this. It's, well, I, it's what is, you think about it, and, I, I, I and think, you shouldn't care what they think about dude, this. I, Just I'm like you shouldn't so care what a studio audience. It, so I'm taping a special at. November third. And there was a time when I would take it everywhere. I'd take the hour everywhere and make sure it was killing everywhere. And there's a new, there's a sea change going on. And you, Gerard, you did it with your specials. Drew, you did it with your special. It's like make something that you love, like that you that is you, that is me in a basement with the youth leaders. You know what I mean? Like yeah. do something authentic and real. And what's very interesting about what you just said, I, th- I think it's genius, is Freudian therapy. You know, the therapist sits behind you. And they don't respond. And it's supposed to make you anxious. It's supposed to make you keep talking. Hmm. So you say, like, I want to fuck my mother. Right? And then you're like, I'm just kidding. And then you start talking and you spiral. And then you get to the fact where you really do want to fuck your mother or whatever it is. I'm not even referencing your bit. That was no, no. A, Freudian, a Freudian yeah, example. Sure. But you did thing. the same <laughs> thing where it's like, if we get that applause. That's Freud's Billy G. <laughs> Similar themes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> was the idea that, like, if there's no cue from the public that the bit is over, the biggest laugh and the applause, you, like, they might be manipulating you in a weird way. You're doing suicide. Well, people think... They he- might try to end the bit by being good and going, okay, we get it. And you're like, no, there's 20 more minutes. <laughs> well, uh, a couple of things. People, uh, it, there's this weird sort of belief, and I think it's because we want to believe this because it's one of the few things we, we maybe can believe in, is that laughter is some like absolute metric that signifies some you know cosmic event has occurred within you, like some spiritual moment... It's involuntary and laughter is coming out of your mouth. Therefore, something, you know, uh, uh, sort of like transcendent has happened in, your, in that moment. But yes. the thing is, laughter is 
can be contrived, whether it's by circumstances. I mean, in the Steve Martin uh, book, Born Standing Up, he are, he outlines the ideal circumstances for a comedy crowd because right, right. it's the one that coerces the most laughter. It's got to be dark. You don't want people aware of their physical space. Crowd them a little bit, but they're not uncomfortable. Make it a little bit cold so they're not too hot and tired. There's all these things that are, are right. more conducive to laughter. Not only that, but when you start getting into comedy and people who watch a lot of comedy, I think all of us kind of started – identifying formulas and patterns in jokes, whether it's in sitcoms, television shows, yeah. or on stand-up, we go, like, okay, there's like six kinds of jokes that you can make. There's reversals and similes and, you know, putting things in a weird situation. There's like right. basic we structure. Like, I went into my refrigerator to eat some cheese and depression. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you can't eat depression. Well, it all, yeah, and it's, or like the reveal of like, yeah, and so I crashed, you know, the, 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 the doctor said, well, fuck you. And I was like, oh, well, you're my dad. Right, right. Know, oh, no, it's, like, it's, it's, you go to a festival in Milwaukee and everyone's huge and they have big, thick beards and that's just the women. Yeah. It's like the classic. Yeah, uh, there's, so there's the a reversal. But just the, yeah. the structure, it's like, well, this happens, but if this person did it, it would be crazy. Like right. you start identifying, so like even on that level, on a structural level, you can get laughter out of people by like just clashing image in a time-tested way. And so to me, laughter is cheap. It's not something that like it's also it's contagious. like a, it's like an erection. It's like yeah, you can. It doesn't mean you love the person. You can watch a fucking you know commercial that you're like. There's ways yeah. to contrive it with with images. And so like I th- I think like I, I move away from this idea that laughter is like. I mean, there's people who murder in clubs, and five seconds after the show, people have no idea who they just saw. Right, right. And it's like because but laughter that- was being sort of contrived in this environment, doesn't mean that it's necessarily. But you're saying anything. something big there. I think it's like we're looking for something deeper in our post-meaning society. We're running out of things to believe in, and, and art seems to need to elevate to a place where, like, you can kill with like a great diarrhea story. And I, I'm not against a great diarrhea no. story, but you can deliver something. Like, that's what I'm saying. Sorry to keep complimenting my own compliments. But mm-hmm. to say that your special was haunting, mm-hmm. fucking A, how did you do that? Like, you did something, both of you did something incredible that I didn't like the dreams I had after I watched it, <laughs> even though I loved it. It was, like black, it was like a little bit Black Mirror. There was something <laughs> going on where I was like, oh, poor Drew. Obviously, you're way more than just those thoughts. But if it's just those thoughts for an hour, yeah. you're sort of like, man, I hope he has like movies he likes or something. <laughs> like, I, hope he can, I hope he can unplug. I hope yeah. he's going to play Red Dead Redemption or something. But that's the, and that look, that was the experience we're going for. And it's like I, I don't want it's anyone so to crazy. take, but Good I also don't you. want anyone. That's what anyone we were going take. for. But, it's awesome. But <laughs> I also don't want anyone to take from this or anything we're saying. That, uh, yeah, we're saying this is what it should be because we. We watched a ton of specials uh, preparing for it. You know what I love and fell in love with is Gabriel Iglesias' special. I think it's fucking incredible. The one with the cake shake? The one where he was... Uh, wh- wh- it's it was in, in uh, a- Rosemont. It's in uh, outside of Chicago. Yeah. Is it cake shake? I think it's cake shake. Because well, the cake shake is Portillo's, so maybe. Yeah, I, and okay. it's this incredible... Yeah, yeah. You know and- why I couldn't get past that? I'm sure it's great. Mm-hmm. Because he tells a local story at the beginning... 
where it's I, like cake I shake, and he's was, like, "Are you gonna put that cake in the shake?" And he's like, "Mm-hmm." And everyone's laughing. Here's the thing. Local laugh. But I was on board. You know what I mean? I was on board. You know why? What? You know why? Tell me. Because that local reference was also on brand. It tied into who he was. It tied into the narrative that he's pushing. I'll give you I like the opening shot. I like the music. I like that his family was there. Loved all. It felt so him. It was it him. Felt, it felt so him. It was him. That how you how could you not be on board? He he wasn't trying to do the thing. He was doing something that was sentimental and meant something to him. I love I love that. And I wish more specials were like that. Like just make it yours. It, it's all I think we're saying. Like make it personal. Craft a thing. You spend all this time crafting your thoughts and ideas, and like then you just put it. You know. You deliver it how someone else told you to deliver it. That's right, and that when, just doesn't make what sense. What happened to total freedom? Yeah, is that kind of yeah, that's what we're saying. What happened and, to and total look, freedom? And if you don't, and if the traditional route was your thing, great. And if you're making well, what some you guys, Mulaney, like yeah, I was just going to say Mulaney is. is John Bryan, John Bryan like, on the on the keys and yeah. him coming out and telling jokes in the way. Well, it's that's why great. I, I was talking to somebody about what to wear for my special and. For crashing this season, I wore a suit, and everybody was like, "You should wear this suit. There's a great suit on you. You wear this suit." And I thought about it because you just like you want to look good, and then you're like, "I'm not a suit guy." You know what I mean? Like you get yeah. tempted by the sirens that are do like, this. "Do yeah, it like Mulaney. Look like Mulaney. Do it in a big theater like Mulaney, and be slick, like not bad slick. You know, like nice, classy like Mulaney." I'm like, "That's not who I am." I know, well, Louis. Yeah. Louis Scumbagness did. noted. Yeah. Wears a black T-shirt when he hosts SNL. There's something. That says, I know I'm a schlub when you wear a black T-shirt and you go, that's the kind of jokes I'm going to do. <laughs> that's why I'm saying like... He, well, Louis wore a suit at his last special and we know how that went. <laughs> Wait, it didn't go well? No, the special was good, but it was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> he dressed up for his last one. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like he, he broke did, the mold he all He broke of a the mold, that's right. Uh, yeah. I, don't had, I, don't, I don't know if it had anything to do with the suit, but... <laughs> Correlation doesn't mean causation. That was another special that I watched, and I and I watched the whole thing. And that's not to say, you know what it is. This is this feels like a Drew Michael. Everything's a projection. And when Gabriel opened with Cake Shake, because mm-hmm. I think Gabriel's very funny, I r- remembered one of my specials. I opened with a local reference about Austin. So I'm only projecting. Oh, that's like kind of a, a stupid choice to go for a oh, local laugh. Right, you, but you're yeah. really just hating yourself. You're yeah. like, look yeah. at me, he's well, doing right. what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do that Austin reference? Yeah, exactly. It's dumb. It's dumb. But you, what is that line that you say, Drew? It's, it, it's something very mushroomy in the special. Forgive me for not remembering it. Uh, About the projections? The projections. What is it? Um, it's so I'm good. Gonna, uh, I think it's... This is the kind of thing that more specials need is little moments where you're like, what the fuck did well, you, you know what's Like you rewind it. You know it's really just an amalgamation of... Uh, projections I've absorbed over yeah. 32 years. I think that's all well, that it is. You know what's what interesting is... defending is, is your personality? It's just something you built. Just like the idea of stand-up, the idea of Drew is just a fucking grab bag from the candy store. And you're like, I'm this. I'm from Boston. Well, and that's like, kind of... Get out of my fucking face. I mean, you brought it up, but that's kind of what went in... That was a thought that went into the title of it. It's like the sort of irony of like, yeah. this is me, but it's like, it isn't. <laughs> I 
love the title, yeah. and that wasn't lost on me. I, I thought you should not have called that "Welcome to My Mind" <laughs> or something like that. But then, it's just, I could hear the guitar riff. Yes. <laughs> well, and it was, it's interesting you you bring that up because because of the fact that the, the rhythm of the the laughter was removed, people were picking up on those types of lines a lot. That's what I mean. More, like every word had equal weight. And you had – well, tell me if you felt that you had license to go even further because it's the bad shows. Sometimes the bad shows where the audience is there, unfortunately, they're just not laughing, <laughs> are sometimes the ones where you're – if you're not scared, Gerard style, and you follow it. <laughs> I mean you're fearless. You follow it. And that, I, I wonder if that's one of the things that you helped bring out in each other is that you're like, no, keep going. Like I want to know how you just started. OK, here's the first bit. Are, are, are we talking about look down, look to your left? This is stupid. I'm kind of no, asking a dumb a question, of, but I want to know how I, deliberate well, it yeah, was. Well, here's the thing. Just starting here again, we talk about all these specials. I, and I, it's a thing I realized for myself as a comic that like I, I enjoy doing specials because I do stand up for television. I never wanted to be the road guy. I never wanted like, – I I, I – fell in love with the stand-up comedians that I love through their specials and through seeing them on television. And I was, like, excited to capture that, like, capturing that, right? So we are doing something for television. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, that, that's, the, that's the one thing because it's, like, that's all that matters. I've, I've talked to some friends after the tape, and I was like, oh, it killed. I'm like, all right, well, let's hope that translates you know, like, because it doesn't matter how hard you killed in that room. Dude, I think this is, is it better than The Sopranos? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what's what next to you that's in the me thing. in the well, church it's... going Bill Burr was here last year. Like, I think there's a shift happening in all of comedy, I swear to God, where we go, killing doesn't really matter. Well, it's, Isn't that it's, crazy? Well, well it's, it's not. The, it's just that. It does, and it does What matters is, is it captured? Is it, or again, to what Drew was saying, does it go with the surprise? Is saying that, hey, people have options. They have, you know, their remote in their hand or laptop and or whatever, <laughs> and their phone or whatever, and they're, they're, they can quickly move to the next option. So your job is to create content that competes with other content, yeah. like compete with every other option that you have. Yeah. Um, and so we just wanted to make something. It, so, yeah, when capturing it, it's captured for cameras because yeah. we're performing for cameras. So when so you were also, doing it, though, sorry. Real quick, there's also a di- I think there's a difference between stand-up and a stand-up special. Those are two different art forms. Stand-up yeah. itself is a pretty straightforward you know, a live performance. But the stand-up special is limitless. Like Gerard is saying, it's, you're making something for TV. You're making film. And so... Like the stand-up special is the art form that I think has the most room to grow because stand-up, the growth is going to exist in the content. You know, you saw like the club acts in the '80s evolving into the alt scene, evolving into like this weird sort of podcasty confessional thing, whatever the fuck we got going on. And then I think you know the the Nanette, Nanette was sort of the punctuation on that, where it was like comedy kind of just you know folding back a little bit yeah. on itself but that's sta- that's stand-up comedy then there's the stand-up comedy special which i think is a different thing just the way that like you know 
we had play play a play is like a live theater performance and then a, you know when we developed cameras and, and this, uh, we made films movies. movies we didn't but we didn't just film a play happening and right. call it a movie right. we changed and reconfigured <laughs> have the you elements. said that before yeah that's, I've like said such, it, a, that's such a perfect way to but explain it is that. but that's yeah. but that's how i think that it, that's like sort of like the central approach is like we're making a thing with cameras and things yeah. so it's like yes yeah, stand up is at the central focus like focus of this thing but we don't have to adhere to right. the rules of a play right chris rock called me after seeing eight and like just seeing like the performance we did and he was like so 40 percent of your audience had to be pissed right because you're like not even playing to them or anything i was like yeah that 40 percent of the audience is point zero 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 one percent of who's gonna see this thing yeah <laughs> you know what i mean they they got in for free for a show and i respect them but at the same time we're capturing it they're for, props well you're capturing it for something else <laughs> for someone else they're extras in your movie in a sense, you know what I mean? Like in that scene, the scene that yeah. we're filming. I would disagree. I mean, you got to disagree. I don't know if you, maybe you do agree. It's like they're the instrument. They're your saxophone. Well, it if de- they're not there. It depends on what your, ca- like, it de- just I've done it stand up for extras. It's very different from doing it. No, but I'm saying, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying how you see, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, but like they play that role in the. I hear that. I see what you're saying. You're saying extras are more flat. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. No, it's an honest respect, but it's about the capturing. I'm saying that is king. I'm saying, again, killing in the room. You want them to laugh. Look, a lot of stand up specials are your core audience of fans that have been excited to see you and they want to see you put on a good show. And that is important. It's very, very important. You don't want to let your audience down. But I'm saying, ultimately, if you are filming a stand-up special, yeah. it, I hear you. You have to what think of think, the larger audience. What do you think Chris Rock meant? Were you being deliberately? No, he just wanted to know. He was like, he was very. <laughs> care- I mean, then, you know, then then Bold directed hit. Like he wanted to know, like yeah. just what it what what went into capturing it because yeah. I, because it was something new. It was something that right. you know that like he was like one of the first phone calls that I got it wow. when it came out. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, can I can I have his number? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know him, you know him. That's how I, that's how I get. I'm like, you know. Him. The thing is, <laughs> if you call him, him now, he knows yeah. exactly who gave. Yeah, know. I know. <laughs> we the podcast where we figured out your email and you gave me Chris Rock. <laughs> it's Chris Rock Comedy. It's three one zero Chris Rock Comedy. <laughs> so my original question was. In the directing and in the performing, I had a bit about this in my last special where I was like, I thought acting was someone told you what to do, and it turns out you have to make all these choices. So there you are deciding when to look. This sounds stupid, but when to look left, when to look right, when to pause. How much of that was like, did you do a take and then watch it and then go like, let's slow down? So I never once saw the monitor until I saw a rough cut. Of oh, the wow. special, so so Gerard and and Chris Chris Storer, who was our our well, EP, I, mostly just like watching as an audience member, like look, it, knowing what we wanted to capture, watching as an audience member, seeing what you felt, and then you know when you got it. Yeah, so there, yeah. there were a couple. Of, it, I would say it was mostly you know just left it. up to me. You to should kind be, of, you know, when you got it, production. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you do. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Like, you know. Yeah, but they they were beautiful. really good at uh, creating infrastructure where I could kind of operate freely and do what I thought was best. But then there was maybe a few constrictions. Like, here are some sight lines. That's what I was asking. Here's like, a couple. Like, there's a couple moves we want. Marks, Play this up a little bit. You were pacing. A it's got to be yeah. like, you can't go past here. But No, but I could. That was the thing. It was like, if really? you walk out of frame, that's okay. Yeah. Like, But, like, you know, this is the general sort of but guideline. But it's perfect. Yeah. It, it, it looks... That, I guess it just comes, we've come to another compliment. It's like sometimes you would leave frame, but you'd come back at the right time. It, you're inter- it, it, it is competing with other art because you're watching and you're going, why isn't he in the frame? Well, it's basically, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was like, do I, did I feel good about just the energy I was putting out? And did they feel good about how it looked? And then we would say, okay, what, move on to the next thing. What was it like on set? Like, it seems like the sort of thing that people should be sort of quiet <laughs> oh they couldn't laugh so on yeah. the close-ups i had crew members like that was the only time i could see people yeah because they were uh, you know that the 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 super wide shot everyone's well, far well, away that, that that shot we did a lot right it was a it was a that shot specifically was um so in that same performance in montreal it was it starts kind of off because that's where i it, it is when I first saw him go up. Um, I mean, I, I was at that angle and it was like kind of wide in the theater, so I was just kind of recreating that. It was and that's so funny. So you had an angle on him, and you're like, "This is a good stand-up special." We never see this angle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Gerard, so, you're, and, you'll bury us all. No, but but, <laughs> <laughs> but what is going on here, it, man? It, but it will I be a really it. nice. Headstone. (laughs) (laughs) He'll design it. It would be really nice. But like you know, and I was really lucky to have uh, like Jody, uh, who uh, DP was just really brilliant, and you know he did the heavy lifting. I'm just like yelling out like, "Hey, well, what about this?" (laughs) I was sitting here in a theater once, and he's like, "All right, do you mean right?" (laughs) You know, and so. So you mean the French beside? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I lo- he really means a lot to me in the this project and like really captured, you know, articulated the craziness, right? Yeah. And um, that I remember just being at the monitor watching that performance, and and that's what I mean by you know when you got it, it just we just had to do it until it felt right, until you captured right. the, the energy of, of what he was the saying yeah the energy of it and like the the movement it's like a monologue it became like a yeah a, there's, there's a, tw- a 12 minute uncut you know slow push i think did it, that, we did it four times did that put you more in your head i know bad shows that i have i'm like don't forget the words oh right. you know what i mean like i know i'm gonna have a bad set if i'm like what are the words? Yeah, like, right. Gerard, what if I the, don't say the words? You're the least. What are the words? This is a good. I think a good. I keep grading my comedy. <laughs> I just think you're the le- you're you have tapped into the idea that sharing your presence with an audience is the biggest thing you can do, and what everyone seems to be there for. Sh- sharing a uh, an articulated nowness, if that doesn't and sound that, an articulated nowness. Yeah, it's that, a, this is the podcast yeah, yeah. to say that. Like this is. Yeah. But I mean, it a is a self help book by the airport. I know. I, I know. <laughs> Articulating nowness oh. and leave on the plane. <laughs> See, that's the Trojan horse. He gets away with shit that should make you throw up. Yeah, but it's like, ooh, that's really. <laughs> I, I, but when I saw you, you interesting. Did, I never thought of it that way. You did Largo, re, my Largo show recently, and you were my favorite of the night. And you, so please know that. And you didn't destroy. 
No, you know what I'm no, saying? Yeah. I know you do. There was a point where you were like pausing for what had to be 45 seconds, and you were like, I'm going to get out of here. And it, and it was that. That became the entertainment. Is he leaving? That was the first minute of his special. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I think is befuddling to maybe the Chris Rocks that are like, Shouldn't you be? Shouldn't it be home run derby? I, I don't mean to put thoughts in Chris Rock's head. No, but the no, Bows well, well, and he the was, Gerards. Well, yeah, he was saying it just in the sense of like, oh, I, I really, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I mean, well, he's kind of expressed this to me privately of like, oh, it, it took it in a direction that you don't usually see, and like, kind of expanded the boundaries of it. Right, I think. Right. Oh, so, so that did you have any of that? Don't forget the words. Um. Yeah, sure, but I, I think what... I mean more than usual, I guess. Uh, because no. it was quiet and because it felt like a monologue. Because when it's a monologue, now it's a scene. Oh, correct. And a scene, and there, yeah, there, there was more. It was less about the words, and I focused... I, there was, I was more in my head about, like, what are my eyes doing? Oh, and what is, like, my mouth doing? What, in which exact way am I looking? Because when you're doing a live show, those things kind of just blend into the kind of moment. It doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. But when it's, like, there's a close-up on my head, it's like, oh, every movement of my <laughs> face is the right. act out. Like, right. that's what you're seeing. And so it was it was... Trying to find the right balance between saying the words, I, I was confident I would say but the words them. the right order, yeah, but like yeah. you know, giving the right intonation, and then yeah. It, it, Did you riff things that you hadn't done before because you were in a, a soundstage in silence? Um, I think there was a out? few lines, and but like there was also like the you know nothing is really set in stone, so it was kind of like weaving in between like versions of the bit that That's I had awesome. done, and so. It was um, – there were certain – like obviously certain specific lines that I know I wanted to get. And it was pretty you know, meticulously thought about where I was like, this is the beginning of this sequence. This is the end of the sequence. Right. And there's some leeway in between. Ah, you guys went into the space, man. <laughs> you flew a kite into a black hole and you pulled it back for us. It's really a magical thing that you did. Have you done acting before? I mean, I, I – I'm a I am a Hollywood producer. I watched your special. Yeah, you are. You I, are. Isn't that a, weird? Yeah, you are I'm a Hollywood, Hollywood producer. producer. Yeah. <laughs> and so are you. Isn't that weird? A couple of Hollywood producers. I'm going to Dantana's and, after this. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but uh, so me are too. you. Yeah, you produce your special. Yeah. So we're three Hollywood producers. But- <laughs> All right, I'm going to get out of here. Let's go to a water slide. I don't think that Hollywood producers of old would be like, we're Hollywood producers. We're doing doing an impression of what people who aren't in Hollywood think think Hollywood producers. (laughs) (laughs) We should be smoking cigars right now. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I watched you, who I've known, do this thing. And with my awareness of camera and marks and face acting, even saying like, I'm like, okay, Drew did this in a wide, and then he did it in a close. And I know what it's like when you do a 15-minute set, a reel of film, 15 minutes in the close or in the wide, and then there's 45 minutes of repo moving the cameras, and then you are brought in as if you're a piano, and we're just going to bang on your keys again. You need to – so what I'm saying is as – you know, I'm wondering if Hollywood producers that aren't us, like, you know, decision makers, mm-hmm. are watching it and going, oh, shit, Drew's a great actor. I would, I would cast you in something, you know, like no audition. I'd be like, I know he can do it well, based on the special. Yeah, and I think it, 
and this is probably true. I don't think I'm if I were to you know act more. I don't think it would be in the capacity of a Daniel Day. Like I'm not like we need an oil baron. Let's get that guy from the weird special. Like I think I pretty much outline like what where my range is and what I can do. And so I think you know filling that space is is pretty comfortable. I did one spot on on his show, uh, uh, the Carmichael show. I was yeah. a, a guest star on an episode right. where I was a restaurant owner who called him the n-word like as a friend it, but it was a riff yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the script didn't call for it I thought like, it was uh, you know <laughs> I'm like hey man I thought you like to take risks <laughs> was it on the show yeah did yeah. you believe it you have to believe it no no I said niggas six times in one episode that show was a fun show <laughs> <laughs> That should be on the back of the box. That whole sentence. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so, wow, that's awesome. Um, but I actually, it's funny, I don't know, I am a lover of things. And I, when I see that, I'm like, oh, Drew could be a dramatic thing. Drew could be, I don't want to be obvious and be because your material is dark, but you could play a dark character or you could play a light character or you could be a, a walk-on not a walk, you know what I mean. A, a day yeah. uh, guest. What I don't know what the fucking term is on a on a multi cam. So I don't. I, I was just curious if that was like something you had done before, and if it was something you wanted to do more of. Mm, yeah, no, it, it's definitely something that you know. If if it's right, if it, I, I'm kind of. I think one of the things we're maybe kind of similar in is that you know I like. I'll, I don't just you know the Berbiglia thing that you brought up. I I don't just do not what's just do out the there. Thing. What I could do, like right. I probably could go out and get some acting work or whatever. It's just more about like what, like if it fits the kind of overall arc yeah. I'm going for, like it has to be the right this, this, thing. That's like artist mentality. You mentioned hanging, is it true you hang out with Kanye? I'm not trying to, it's not that sort of <laughs> podcast where I'm like, mm, I'm going to get a, no, pull, yeah. a pull no, quote. No, no. Even if you didn't, I'd be like, this feels like a Kanye conversation. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I have yeah, been, 2017. No, we, we, yeah, Kanye. we've been, friends for a little while and <laughs> and it he is, it is inspiring watching again someone just create what they want and what they like he seems to have that unlock the idea that like i'm not going to just do anything i'm going to do what i do yeah and i'm going to make you like what i do yeah and remove from you know antics politics or whatever like he's just i think just like this genius artist that makes things exactly as he sees them Right. And and that's incredible to watch. But isn't even that I don't I really don't follow news, especially since the baby. I know there's the MAGA hat and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when I for some reason and I do I am not an expert on Kanye at all. I know that he has a Trump hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like when I heard that I was just like, Oh, he's just he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Isn't that like what we isn't we have a Kanye West. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is kind of the point of, for of I think all of it. That's what, that's yeah. what I thought. I was yeah. like, he's pushing buttons. Well, I, I'm not having you speak for him. Fuck, no, that, yeah. fuck that question. Yeah. No, but I'm wondering what inspiration you've picked up, but it is just creatively watching someone do what they want is very inspiring and something that, you know, a, a lot of my friends, we, we I talk about it in comedy. I wish we could see more of. I wish we could see more risks being taken and more, like, decisions being made and yeah. thought being put into right. the, the well, yeah, art form. 
and it's weird because comedy gets like lauded as like this beacon of freedom, and yet it's like the most constricting. <laughs> like, what, oh, but it's just not this, about. and it has to be this, and, it, and, and 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 this is a side note. But everyone's full of shit. Like the people who are like, uh, it must be about the joke and the laughter. Right. The, the, the comedy must be about even the, me going like, don't open with a local story. I'm full of shit in that moment. But the yeah, but the people who are roles. like, it's about the laughter and the, the yeah. audience. It's like you were all the same people who shit on Chris D'Elia and Dane Cook and Jeff Dunham and people yeah. who get the most laughs and you're like but that's stupid it's not it's like well, fuck you it's not right, right. it doesn't you just change the rules because yeah you because like it's not it's you're just saying comedy is the thing that I do yeah that's right that's right that's right people should do the thing I do you've erected like, a thing just to exclude other people from yeah. It. yeah it's not that's stupid right and so and what happened to total freedom that's the name of this podcast yeah. what happened to total freedom <laughs> And that's something, you know, Kanye and, and, and anyone, I think that... Donald that Glover I, is another I, guy, like... I mean, like, I remember Donald firing his managers because they didn't want him to be a rapper. No. <laughs> Have you heard yeah. that story? Oh, no. They but, were like, we don't like this rap thing, and he just fired them. That is... That's fucking well, you amazing. To, you dictate your career and But your there's so well, few of, of us. The rest of well, us are doing what you Comedians saying. have kind of a habit, too, and I see this, like... Uh, where they work for their managers and they work for their agents. And it's yeah. the most backward mentality I've ever That's seen. That's Patrice. Like, Patrice said to me, well, I, it wasn't to me, but he just goes like, I've never seen their name on a check. Yeah. Isn't that the most... Yeah. But that, like, isn't that baller? You, you, part, baller. you partner with I'm going to kill myself. Like you I just partner said with, I heard it, and we're, I was going to I was referencing it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, uh, okay. show. You're just, wasn't that ballers? You were promoting the old home network. This is all uh, HBO. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm promoting Drew. I've mentioned crashing, and yeah. now I'm mentioning ballers. <laughs> but, but it Eight. is... Yeah, yeah. Eight seasons of Game of Thrones? Is that what... Okay. <laughs> See what we've done? Okay, keep going. Wait, where was that? We're talking about fucking working for your managers. Yeah, a lot of times. And I just, have a kid, and I've only been sleeping two hours, and I remembered what we were talking about. Hey, that was really good. Thank you. I actually much. got. I I was stuck still trying to think of like other HBO shows. Ah! I was trying to throw in a riff, and then I, that I got lost with it. But I think that if we, uh, you know, if you just take control of whatever you do, is it's all it is. Yes, it's all I think. But you don't have to needs. like. You should never be nervous. Unfortunately, well, we are that your manager thinks you're not working on the right things or whatever. You should be doing what some you manager. Do. Look, some managers are smart and they guide it and they someone has to have the vision there. And some guys I, I have friends that are just like, look, man, I just want to where I just want to do clubs or theaters or whatever they're doing. And that's they want to be protected from all of that. They don't care about the business side of it they don't care how it's like and that's you're right and hopefully you have a good manager that is helping guiding and molding it but if you have ideas then your your team is supposed to foster they that and, yeah yeah that's and what I, donald glover's doing when he's like well, bye yeah and that we don't see enough of that i this is what i'm talking about when i say our people our species comedians it breaks my heart to see us playing with scared money taking no chances no growth even policing ourselves and, you know, I, I, I was uh, – I've seen people shit on all the people you just mentioned. We're doing it. We're saying that's not comedy. That's not real. Mm-hmm. And then we're saying my manager thinks I should do this or this or this. It's, it's refreshing to have this conversation and be like we can do well, if you, what we're supposed to do, what's written on our bones to do. You, you can have, do you have exactly what you want. You have an if instinct. It's, when it's authentic, too, especially. Yeah. especially as, you, but you can do whatever you want. You're you right. can do whatever you want. As a creative whatever, you have an instinct. That's like the source of all of it. So you have this instinct to do something, 
and then it's weird to then let like you, you like i have this i believe this thing and this is the intention and then like the audience responds a certain way a club owner responds a certain way a manager responds a certain way an agent is like they're all trying to tell you you know one thing or another Who but it's like are. no 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 the, this instinct yeah. is the thing that needs right. to get out there right if i if my instinct is subject to the maneuver of other people's weird whatever right, right. then you're losing the if thing that it like, is well, and it, if i can't trust my instinct then i have nothing that's right so it's either you're mm-hmm. going to get what's in here or you're not right but it's not going to be some modified version and i and i never i never cared what like yeah and i think that speaks to you know you know what we did with the special i, I never cared what anyone well that's what's great thought like I, well you mentioned the back room of the cellar when did we start it's like fucking policing ourselves when did we do this shouldn't we be the people that like Love and support each other, but you're right. Yeah. I well, actually it's, haven't it's, heard it's, anybody it's, talk shit about this special. No, I've heard it, a lot of wonderful things. About we're this just special. saying more so like the change. Like there is no one in particular. People actually have been very like. It's a bad special dummy, and, and Keith. <laughs> I was just oh, I love Keith. I actually, here's the actually, that Keith Bring is, in the audience, Keith is, Keith, is the, Keith, Keith Robinson is actually the one person I would love to just shit on. Any, anything I do, so I, I would pay him to do it. I That's love, right. I love of that course. man so of much. Of course, of course. <laughs> but uh, what were you saying? I interrupted with a Keith impression. Um, what would Keith say about your Keith impression? I hate it. <laughs> it stinks. They all, they all say yeah. stinks. He I, noticed, killed, I saw him at the cellar the other night. He just oh, really? killed it. Yeah. I love it. He's I, the best way. I went up at the store last night and I was like, I haven't been up. I haven't done the store and had to be bad ever. It was sold out. Mm-hmm. And I went up and you know those sets you have where you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> like, you know, it's not you and you're not sure what it is about them. But like they were just the wrong people. Like, we're yeah. trying to make audiences. Like, there's this, like, mix button of people that makes audiences. And it just made this yeah. good people. They yeah. wanted a good show, but they were just wrong. It just, it just, it just it felt matched. wrong. Sometimes it just doesn't. It shouldn't have been cashew butter and jam. It should have been peanut butter. <laughs> like, it was just like, what is wrong with this? Yeah. And everyone's disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> You're what, like, I'm what, sorry. What it's a blind date. Yeah, it's what, a blind date. And it's like, yeah, we shouldn't be in the, the same room. room. It doesn't mean. Room. Oh, that's fine. It doesn't mean you're bad or I'm bad. It's just that's it, what it was. Shouldn't be here. I wanted to say that. I was like, "This is just whoops." <laughs> like, yeah, just whoops. it's okay. But then they'd be like, "Oh, I had a bad set. I have to change this." It's like, not no. yeah. That's up to you. I deleted the audio right when I walked <laughs> off stage, and I said to Valerie, "I got home, and she's such a good wife. She'll listen to the play by play and tell her like which bits didn't work." And she's stuff. as she's nursing your yeah, she, child. It's true. It's true. She's your Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Maisel. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but at the beginning, uh, at the beginning, Mrs. True, Maisel yes, would follow right. her husband to the club and would like you know take notes and tell him what he. It's and been then a she while. Took over. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen it. Oh my god! If Val takes over, I mean, that'd be awesome. And then yeah, you <laughs> then don't I have could to just do. fucking kick it, yeah. <laughs> dude. I so you, you have to write bits anymore. You haven't. What a freedom! Oh, you haven't done st- like, dude. I have a book deadline November 15th, and I'm taping my special November 3rd, right? So when those two things are done, I said to Val today, I was like, you're not even going to recognize me how little I'll be doing. I'm, yeah. I just can't wait. Like, you dropped off this this baby, and the fact that you haven't been doing a lot of stand-up, I'm like, Mwah. perfect. <laughs> like, fucking take some goddamn time to let that instinct ring the bell inside not just some fat cat agent or manager going like drew baby this is the time people are chatting about you like fucking <laughs> get out of my face like wait for the next 
muse wait for the next thing that you guys yeah no that's that's exactly right and yeah it's funny the 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 girl that i'm uh seeing now she uh she we have like a running joke we'll go to there's a breakfast place we like by her place and uh we always get the same you know server or whatever we have like a rapport with them and there's a and she, and she always buys the the breakfast that's kind of like the girl uh, your girlfriend yeah yeah and it's we, the, the girl and so <laughs> and she always has to like she's always like on her way to work uh-huh. and i'm never that because i have nothing to do right now right. so there's like this we had this running bit with the server that i'm like this piece of shit deadbeat like boyfriend it. guy and I she's like it. taking you know working hard to support and then it's just That's like a because i literally have nothing to do enjoy it i'm like you want me to walk around with you or not what i didn't <laughs> include there was a podcast and editing a season of my show there's too much happening and a baby there's too you much are happening. doing a lot man there's too much happening. are you you gotta sleep though well, Have I'm we gonna, talked I'm about the 90-minute uh, don't break the rim cycle? I, I'm aware of the 90-minute don't okay. break the rim. In fact, that's oh, the biggest. You guys biggest... are getting real LA right now. Well, it... well, I mean, it's a man on a schedule that like it's needs true. to. You want to sleep in 90-minute yeah, cycles. Minutes. Oh, what are we talking about at Largo? Maybe. Yeah. I, I have one bit that's working consistently about the baby is that like the best part of sleep is falling asleep. Because <laughs> that's the only part you're there for. Like the oh, rest okay. of it's just a that's coma. Funny. Yeah. But like the part where you're like, <laughs> that feeling where you know it's about to switch. Every night is a surprise it. for me. Oh, yeah. Every night is just like, oh. I, like I wake up at like 6 a.m. with like an Oreo on my chest. Like, that's how did so we get here? <laughs> but I get to do that 22 times a night now. But you sleep in like two hour. It, it's it's almost like the baby does sleep on ninety minute cycles with a half hour to kind of fall asleep on. Have you been doing episodes since? This the, is the second one. Okay. Yeah. Have you talked about? I mean, because I'm I'm that's what a crazy thing. It's you know what it is is it's a real thing. It's it's like the mm-hmm. realest thing I've ever done. And when I I there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to have a, a child uh, with Valerie. And I was it's like, it'd be weird to express I doubts know, now. Here. <laughs> but you know, Burr, who we love, was like, I had the baby. No, nah, I felt nothing. Like, he talks about it. Right. And that's, I love that. It's beautiful. It's interesting to hear. <laughs> and I'm glad that's not my experience. But, like, I was just tired of looking at screens and looking at phones and hearing other people's stories. Right. You want to look at your baby's screen. Yeah, I want to look at the, the screen of my the baby. Video monitor, the monitor, and then your baby's iPad. That's exactly right. I'm looking at her Instagram now. <laughs> but it's just like the opposite of hearing someone else's story. Even when it's difficult and there's like a night where you're super tired or you're up with the baby, you're, you're, there's like this part of your awareness that's like giggling. That something's finally fucking happening to you. It matters. It matters. It's kind of like it when, matters. when like weird, there'd be like drama, even if it wasn't your own drama, maybe in like a college dorm or in your family or like someone, you know, your friend calls you and is like, um, we just broke up and it's some like dramatic moment. There's almost like, you know, even if it's like rough or even if it's like, you know, a, a difficult. Yes. There's something about it that's like, ooh, this is like real. Dude, like I a, like that, that we're doing something. We're taking care of shit. I forget that there, there was like a poem. It's in the movie Waking Life. And it talks about this guy tripping and falling into a, like an open pit. And as he was falling, he had the thought, finally something's happening to me. Wow. And I was like, that's sort of what it's like. There's moments of like, oh, no, this is intense. Right. But you're like, at least I'm not re-watching Mad Men for the ninth time. <laughs> like, I've seen that too many times. Yeah. I've had too, yeah. I've had too I talk about this on stage. I've just had too much time being an unregulated corporation, just jerking myself off, mm-hmm. fulfilling every desire. 
Even you feel I, awake. You feel alive. That's it's a it. new experience. You're in the service of some thing that you. It's not even an obligation. You literally you love this. To. Kid. And it doesn't think like we're, we want to put jammies on her at night because she'll be cold yeah. and she's fighting and kicking and screaming. So you're trying to help something oh, that's, that's not only not thanking you, it's actually resisting you. And while you're doing it again, you might get frustrated, but there's also part of you that's like, for fuck's sake, this is this is right. Like yeah. I've had so long to just be Pete Holmes, indulging Pete Holmes and selling Pete Holmes. It's like, <laughs> fuck Pete Holmes for a little while. Yeah. He'll be there when I get back. I mean, you, you're doing a special on the book. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm saying fuck Pete Holmes to thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. On the podcast. Fuck Pete Holmes. Yes, yeah. now, we, <laughs> now you, that's it. No, you're absolutely right. Speaking of the baby, I, I do have to get going. Yeah, um, no. Thank you for taking it. This is really fun. Thank my you. sincere pleasure. Do you guys, we usually end by saying, can you think of the time you laughed the hardest? Can you guys either collectively... Or in your own personal life. And here's the, the clue that I give to help you think of it. It doesn't have to be a good story. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of the Just like, when story. were you crying with laughter? Often I laugh hard a lot. Isn't that fun? Yeah, it's really it's fun. A, it's a good thing to not be able to think of it right away. I don't know about ever, but recently I was on acid in Israel. <laughs> and my buddy and I went to, I think you, may, you might you might uh, you're the right mind to appreciate this. We were, the beach is like right next to the city. It's not like you don't have to like take a road. It's like the beach and then like across the street is the town. Wow. So we were like at the beach and you know we showered <laughs> off and, and and left the beach so we're like soaking wet and we crossed the street and we're like in the city soaking wet and I couldn't for the life of me figure out if it was okay to be this wet I'm like are we too wet right now like I don't nobody seems to mind but like there's definitely places you can't be Be this wet wet. yeah you You can't walk into a restaurant soaking wet and so just riffing on that like We'd pass by people. I'm like, well, they didn't stop to take a picture with the wettest man That's ever, so, so we're probably fine. That is like using weird like cues, and so we were we were just dying laughing. I like, love at, that. He, my buddy asked the, the guy for like a cigarette. And I'm like, well, he didn't seem to talk about how wet we were. That's, so I think we're okay. So I'm never gonna forget that answer. That's a great <laughs> answer. I, I took mushrooms once, and we swam. Me and Nick Thune swam in this lake, and then there was this music festival happening on the other side of the lake. <laughs> so we swam, swam to the music festival, and we got out, just like you, and we're wet, and we're like, is this okay? <laughs> and we kept saying to people, we thought it was so funny, and no one laughed. We kept going, we came from the sea. we Because we didn't pay admission. We came from the water, and they, we asked them for food and stuff, and they gave it to us because there's like a weird respect for someone who comes from the city. You really wanted it. <laughs> we wanted you it. really wanted it. We yeah. did cardio together. <laughs> yeah, you were like sent by a war general. <laughs> <laughs> we will take this festival by sea. That's a fantastic answer. If you don't have one, draw to, I'm happy. Oh, wait. I, yeah, I don't. Something. Um, I was just home in North Carolina. It's so small, and it's, I'm sure, only funny to me. But it's my uh, nephew was uh, behind his, like, two-year-old sister, and he was, like, tugging on her, and she kept yelling, stop, stop, Kingston, stop. And he, and he was like, I just want to give you a hug. And she just switched immediately and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it was just something about that turn. Like, oh, you didn't say you wanted to give me a hug. That's so yeah, it was, it was cute. God, I'm getting soft. <laughs> 
Dude, you're talking to a guy who's like, I know. You're in I'm burping it. my baby, and she just looks like so put out by it, and that makes me laugh for twenty. Yeah, days. yeah, they're, they're really I, funny. They're they're funny. Kids can be and genuinely. if you're sleep deprived with your partner who you love, and it's like four a.m. and you're up with the baby, we've just been laughing at nothing. Yeah. Like just stupid. I couldn't even explain. Like yours makes so much more sense than the last hard laugh I had. Well, I was trying to find the, the around. yeah, the true one probably like. It was probably nonsense, like a look or a face or a thing in a moment. You know, that's it's always are that. We, are we too wet? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a when you're on psychedelics, the idea that there's a rule that we've agreed upon. It's kind of ties in what we're saying. What happened to true freedom? It's like there's a rule of wetness, yeah. and that makes no sense when you're in that space. Oh, right. You're like, yeah. what do you mean? Are we too? That there's a. I actually have a bit where it's called you have to acknowledge wetness. Like if it's raining and you come in and you're soaking wet, you have to go like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> it is wet out there. Right. You can't just be wet. Because if you walk in dead faced, you just murdered somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you just murdered somebody. Well, watch Drew Michael. The special's called Drew Michael. Thanks for, thanks for it, having us. No. Directing it. Thank you. You're, you're killing it in general, Drew. I'm congratulations, so, man. Seriously, Seriously congratulations. Thank you very, That's very beautiful. much. It is beautiful. And would you guys say keep it crispy? You can say it in tandem or separate. It doesn't matter. Keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. I said it as a question. I liked it. And I felt it. I'm <laughs> really starting a conversation. <laughs> Turn up the zeitgeist. I'm so crispy, I'm so crispy, my ice game make you haters wanna get